0: Our next guest, Paul Nolte, he's joining us this morning from Kingsview Investment Management. Paul, welcome. Good to have you with us. We were kind of breaking it down here at the top of the show in terms of the mixed message in some ways that we received. The statement seems somewhat dovish, uh, but yet the uh, question and answer tone uh, session really set the tone here. And for some of the selling we've seen, talk to us about what stood out to you in terms of uh, Paul's comments yesterday.
1: Yeah, I was you know the the you're right it was a two-part and and the rally that we saw once the uh notes came out uh it was quick and fast and then when we went to the question and answer powell's comments were we're going to be still vigilant about raising rates we're not sure what that terminal rate is and we're going to stay on on the job and that really got the market uh on its heels and we saw the sell-off What we're going to be watching for now that uh, we've got through the Fed is they're going to get out onto the rubber chicken circuit and going to be seeing a lot of Fed speakers over the next uh, two weeks or so. We're going to find out uh, really more about each of the individual governors, their thoughts, and how much in line they stay with Powell. The last two times uh, they had their meetings, uh, pretty much everybody was on board and following Powell's lead. Uh, we'll see if we start to see a little bit of a break there and maybe following uh, the press release that we saw following the rate decision yesterday.
0: Paul, in between now and the next decision, the December meeting, we'll get another look at uh, CPI. We'll also have another jobs report in between now and then. I'd imagine this is going to really shift the attention, the focus to, uh, to the nonfarm payrolls tomorrow.
1: Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting. I think nonfarm payrolls is going to be an interesting number. We, we've talked about it, that the That part of the economic data, I don't think is gonna be a a huge mover for the markets unless we get a negative print, and that would be way outside of uh, expectations. Again, the labor market is very strong. Everything that we've seen is strong. The focus really is gonna be on inflation data. So you're gonna be looking at wage growth within the employment report. You're gonna be looking at the CPI, PPI, PCE. Uh, We got numbers from uh, the National Association of Purchasing Managers This week, indicating prices paid came down a little bit. We're expecting to see inflation come down. It's Again, it's a lagging indicator. A lot of the commodity prices that we look at, uh, a lot of keys coming into inflation data like housing will start to filter through first half of next year. So that data should be coming down. How the Fed reacts to that uh, is going to be the interesting part of this discussion.
0: You know, uh, Paul, in addition to the employment numbers, the Fed chair, Jerome Powell, stressed the fact that they're focused on the uh, uh, inflation rate, the core PCE, basically, and how it's holding about 5% right now. Obviously. Uh, that's a focal point as well. Talk to us a little bit about how, uh, well, it's not just the Fed, it looks like, in terms of uh, these 75 basis point rate hikes. While earlier in the week, the RBA, uh, a little bit less aggressive than they thought uh, possibly we could see. I did see Hong Kong raise rates, 75 basis points. I saw Norway also raising rates, maybe a little bit less uh, aggressive than it could have been along the lines of what we've seen from the BOC and the RBA recently. But Talk to me, because uh, uh, also the BOE this morning going at it, uh, the high, uh, biggest rate hike we've seen there uh, from the Bank of England in 33 years.
1: Yeah, it, it was interesting. You know, a few years ago we were talking about the race to zero, uh, and yeah. now we're talking about, <laughs> uh, you know, a race to the skies.
0: Yeah, careful what you wish for.
1: <laughs> That's exactly right. And so now we're getting it, and, and where it's coming out, just the charts that you had shown on the dollar and gold, The dollar is really where this all comes out, and that's where uh, we're seeing the pressures for foreign currencies. So you have a lot of central banks around the world defending their own currencies, and part of the reason why they are hiking rates and following the Fed's lead. So really, when you look at the train of uh, central banks around the world, the Federal Reserve is the engine that's really driving that train. Everybody else is following uh, along those lines. That's, I think, what we're going to be seeing. And so that's one of the keys and why the markets have been playing this pivot or pause uh, for so long. This is the third time that we've heard talked about maybe the Fed will back off. Maybe, you know, maybe things will slow down here a little bit. Um, that was dashed yesterday. Yeah. And I think that's what's really driving, again, the dollar, equity markets, interest rates, not only here, but around the world.
0: You know, Paul, there was some mention here. uh Japan closed today, but there was some mention that uh, we could see the Bank of Japan intervene uh, after the Fed announcement if the dollar were to inch higher. I guess at what point does that happen? Because we're seeing, again, the dollar strength. and You've got the yen down on the day by about three-quarters of percent right now. Uh, at what point do they have to step up and protect their currency?
1: Yeah, you know, that's a tough call because they have they really have moved opposite of the rest of the world, Yeah, quite literally. And they have done some intervention. It has not really worked. They have a lot of uh, issue, idiosyncratic issues within Japan uh, from a demographic perspective, uh, from an economic perspective, <clears throat> and certainly the central bank there is is not looking to raise uh, interest rates anytime soon. So I think any intervention that they do <clears throat> will probably be relatively short-lived. Um, and then the, the market dynamics uh, of uh, interest rates around the world will take hold once again and see we'll see the yen on, on its heels.
0: Uh, Paul, lastly, and uh, just getting back to the Fed here uh, before we let you go. Uh, Fed Chair Jerome Powell kind of uh, uh, pushed back on uh, that 210 inversion and looking at that in terms of gauging as far as when we'll or if we'll see a recession here in the US. But he did make it clear that that window uh, and the ability to provide a soft landing has narrowed.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, and one of the other interesting curves that has inverted finally is a three month, 10 year. Um, he talked and- about that yesterday as well. Absolutely, and that was, you know, and that for us is one of the keys. We, whenever that has happened, we have had a hundred percent chance of a recession. So again, the yield curves have been very instructive. Timing of it is a little bit off; it it has gone on a lot longer, and I think a lot of that is again post-pandemic issues with the economy and the amount of money that's been thrown into the economy. So we're still looking at a recession. I don't. It's gonna be very difficult to pull off a a soft landing, given everything that that has been going on post-pandemic. This is unlike any other recession or coming out of a recession. Even inflation, when we compare it to the 70s or 80s, this is such a different environment today. Um, It's hard to draw those parallels.
0: You know, I think price is king, we always say, and that's why, because it's a reflection of exactly what you just talked about and how, in many ways, uh, that press conference, uh, the message yesterday from the Fed kind of raised more questions than it answered. Paul, appreciate you joining us. Paul Nolte, the senior vice president from Kingsview Wealth Management, the portfolio manager at Kingsview Investment Management.